This is Tim Tapp, host of Tap Into the Truth that you can hear every Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on the K-Star Talk Radio Network, Liberty Talk FM, ZMA Radio, and the Vera Networks. Command codes verified. is in a crucial stage It's not because of foreign wars we wage It's more to do with the colors blue and red Too many laws and too much government Can you tell me where the Constitution went? The Bill of Rights is just hanging by a thread So many people try to cross the border Politicians build a new world order Tapping to the truth with you as always. I'm your ever so humble and mostly peaceful host, Tim Tapp, and I'm coming to you live from historic Roan County, Tennessee. Glad to have you here along for the ride. Thank you so much for being here. Whether you're listening uh, across the Vera Networks, whether you're listening at WCET FM in Columbia, South Carolina, or thelastfrequency.com, maybe you're listening over at Liberty Talk FM. K-Star, Talk Radio Network, ZMA, regardless of where you're listening from, thank you so much for being here. It is, of course, Friday night. It is December the 8th, 2023, and so much going on. Usually Fridays tend to be a little bit more of a slow news day, uh, unless you're coming in right after the Friday night dump so that nobody gets to talk about the serious things that the administration wants to keep secret uh, and knows that if they let you know late Friday – after you've started your weekend, and then it becomes old news by Monday when you're back to paying attention. Yeah. 
So normally, Friday is a fairly slow news day, but lots of stuff still ongoing, lots of things to talk about, and we will talk about a fair number of them with tonight's scheduled guest. We have returning to the show, Mr. Tim Rivers. We have a new first-time guest coming up in Wayne White. And then, of course, in the second hour, we are scheduled to be joined by good friend of the show, journalist at Red State, especially redstate.com. And uh, she does her own thing over on Substack, known as Gumshoe Politics. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Miss Becky Noble will be returning. So uh, should be good. Should be fun. I hope you guys are here and ready to be entertained and informed and, you know, just kind of have a little bit of fun because it is Friday night and we're in the holiday season to boot. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah as Hanukkah has actually started now as well to all of our Jewish friends out there. Thank you so much for being here regardless. Now, before we jump into any topics and before we welcome on our first guest, I do need to take a minute or two to talk about our friends over at Four Patriots. Now, a lot of you out there may be concerned, and rightfully so, about possibly having to go a long time without electricity, maybe even without food. Simple solutions. Be prepared. How can you be prepared for that? Ah, go see our friends at Four Patriots. They have solutions that are designed specifically for those scenarios and a whole lot more as far as preparedness happens to be. Now, you go see the the great deals that they have going on this week by going to the special page set aside just for listeners of Tap Into the Truth. You can go to fourpatriots.com backslash T-A-P-P. You go there, you get to see the deals of the week. Not a bad place to start, especially if you consider the fact that we're in the season of giving and maybe you feel like you're fairly well prepared but maybe you know somebody who happens to be on your shopping list for the holiday that maybe should be a little better prepared. Maybe they should have a Patriot Power sidekick like the one I have. Uh, they've updated the sidekicks again, so the newer ones are even cooler than the one I have. But the one I have is pretty daggum cool. Maybe you need some of those best-selling survival food kits. Regardless of what it is you're looking at, you can't do better than the fine folks over at Four Patriots. So one more time, give them a visit, fourpatriots.com. That's the number four, patriots.com, backslash T-A-P-P. Uh, that's a good place to start. You get to shop the rest of the site once you're there. Doug in the control room is showing his emergency uh, radio uh, that you can do the crank power to power it up uh, it's pretty cool too uh, they got a lot of cool stuff over there there are all kinds of lighting lamps uh, solar powered stuff uh, just awesome okay i think that's enough <laughs> of that lots of things to talk about including not the least of which the fact that a federal judge this week said uh, sorry donald trump you are not immune not immune to prosecution, even in regards to things like the January 6th, well, what, what, what have we decided to call it now? I, mean, I was on board with calling it a riot. Uh, now you've even got Vivek Ramaswamy out there saying it's an inside job. Seems to be more and more evidence that uh, the more active parts of the activity maybe not necessarily organic grassroots, if you know what I mean. 
maybe encouraged just a bit by folks that wanted something to use against Donald Trump more so than anything else? Yeah. Jury, of course, is still out. There's nothing uh, completely concrete, so there's wiggle room for denial still. But it looks like with each passing day, we get closer and closer. Ultimately, we know that election interference is still ongoing, and we know that at the end of the day, the powers that be, the swampy, swampy swampers, they desperately want to hurt Donald John Trump. One of the ways they plan on doing that, of course, is to try and make sure that he is convicted uh, by the time that the election is in full swing. And they're probably going to get that. That's one of the things we're going to be talking about. <laughs> Doug in the control room just changed to a red hat. So obviously we know who he's supporting. Uh, this is the primary topic. We'll be talking with uh, Tim Rivers here in just a moment once he is available. Uh, as soon as uh, he gets on. Oh, and Doug's giving me the sign. We do have him. So great. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show, Mr. Tim Rivers. Uh, Tim, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Before we jump into anything, uh, how are you doing this fine Friday? I'm doing great. I've been, actually, I've been doing interviews all day long. So this is a this is a break being interviewed instead of doing the interviewing. So I'm, I'm uh, welcome to be on your show again, Tim. Thanks for having me back. Oh, absolutely. Uh, after that first visit that uh, we had where we were, of course, talking about uh, the American Gulag Chronicles, uh, I, I couldn't help but have you back, especially on this topic. There's no shortage of people to discuss it, but you have been uh, literally one of the uh, primary frontline people uh, trying to make sure that the stories are being told by what can't be described as anything other than political criminal, uh, political prisoners, I should say, the criminality very much in question. Certainly, that seems to be a violation of what we've come to know as being a due process by, by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, you're out there, you're, you're doing the book, uh, you've got the, the part two coming out soon, uh, you uh, were co-creator of the J6 Patriot News site, making sure that there's just no secrets that these guys can keep, and we really need a spotlight now more than ever on the people that are supposed to be providing justice. So uh, definitely wanted to, again, remind the listeners about your work there. But before we do that, just really need to jump in on this topic here in regards to uh, what they have uh, done uh, in regards to Donald Trump and the uh, January 6th. Uh, crimes they're trying to to charge him with. We've got uh, this going on in U.S. District Court, and they basically just said, Donald Trump, you you are not immune to uh, prosecution on this. And uh, I know some people I've heard uh, with mixed emotions and uh, mixed feelings on it. Uh, I don't know how you can be very mixed on it unless you just uh, don't believe in actual uh, jurisprudence and uh, due process, but uh, enough of me babbling about it. Uh, what was the first thing that popped through your head when you came uh, heard this story? Um, well, you know, when it comes down to Donald J. Trump, I think all of this has been about get Donald J. Trump. I, I don't think there's, um, you know, I, I catch possums and coons on my property because they, they tend to like raid my chickens and tear things up. And I do it by putting out a trap, and then I put something attractive out in front of the trap and a little closer to the trap, and then I put something really good up inside the trap, and bang, I got me a possum. 
And I think that's exactly what happened on January 6th. I think that was a, a very clever entrapment of the crowd, of Donald J. Trump, of the speakers who came there that day. Even representatives have been arrested for this because they were in proximity. And um, you mentioned all the things that have been happening. I, I think Donald J. Trump is basically the real target. Um, he said over and over again, you know, they, they want you. They just try and they have to go through me to get to you. And I think it's actually the reverse. They want Donald J. Trump, and they're going through the hostages of January 6th. And I call them that because prisoners have rights. Prisoners are, 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 are accrued uh, or given due process, speedy trial, fair conditions, a safe harbor until they're convicted. None of these people have received that. In fact, they've received exactly the opposite. So I don't, I don't call them prisoners anymore. Like, Don, like DJT said the other day, I'm calling them hostages now because that's what they are. They're hostages to the conservative right. They're hostages to those who would um, honor their country by standing up to their duty. And again, over and over again in their letters, they try and tell America this. In this new book, it's, it's really... It's very different because in this phase of, of their of their experience, they're moving into trials and sentences, and they're just astounding sentences that just make no sense at all. The punishments don't fit the crimes. Um, and, and so these are very important stories, not because just of what's happening to them. In fact, I'm going to tell everybody right now, I really don't care what you think about January 6th. I don't care whether you think it was a violent insurrection or a police-initiated riot or, or just a really bad day. It really doesn't matter. What rat matters more than that is what's happening to the constitutional rights of the people who were there that day, and they're not alone. And now you're seeing, again, please go to j6patriotnews.com. Listen to some of my interviews. I just recently interviewed Ethan Nordian and Zach Rail, two of the, the uh, Proud Boys who have received ridiculous sentences. Listen to them tell you about the people they're meeting in this prison. Ministers priests, election deniers, folks who, you know, even even alternate electors are being arrested around the country. Um, this is not just about J6. This is about crushing conservative thought and, and achieving complete power and all above all, denying Donald Trump number 47. Damn. Well, yeah, I, I don't see anything that uh, you are even remotely off base with here. Uh, not that uh, not that I'm looking for it necessarily, but yeah, you're absolutely right. They're going after Trump because Trump is clearly the biggest threat to the swampy aspects of D.C. He's going to upset the apple cart. He showed that in a rather short amount of time, a lot of the damage that's been done to our republic can be repaired. It only takes a minimum amount of effort and the actual desire to do so. So he's a major threat to all of these folks. Uh, and what we have going on outside of that is a weaponization of our Justice Department. It's clearly without any equivocation at all. Uh, it's clearly – a targeting of people that simply disagree with the folks that are currently in power. And it's shameful and certainly un-American. But when we see this so clear cut and yet we still have mainstream news outlets trying to tell us that, well, you know, this is just justice. This is just the way it's going. Uh, we get folks uh, like 
Newsweek literally phrasing the entire story in a way that sounds reasonable, but they set the picture that Donald Trump's clearly guilty. They set the picture that it was clearly a violent insurrection. Yep. And all of this is done in a short, uh, pithy, as if it's not even questionable style. And that leaves us back to the point where there are a lot of folks right now who are suffering from a lack of information, who are trusting these news outlets, who are trusting elected officials who have some other agenda than serving them. And in the process, they won't learn the truth until it's too late. And unfortunately for a lot of them, uh, once conservatism gets destroyed, well, then I guess libertarianism is probably next. And I'm reminded of a rather famous quote. Uh, first, they came for the Jews. Uh, it seems to me like uh, we're facing that, uh, never mind the fact that we're seeing a, a ridiculously overwhelming onslaught of anti-Semitism right now. That's uh, not incoincidental, I don't believe. But uh, you really are in this point where if we don't get that information out there, we don't coalesce around it. We will also be just as targeted, and that's part of why I'm very grateful for what you're doing. Well, you know, here's the thing. Um, everybody who's heard our last interviews or have heard this interviews, you now know things that you didn't know before, and you've been given sources, resources where you can learn even more. You're never going to hear this on mainstream media, and your friends, your coworkers, the people you go to church with, maybe the person you're going to play golf with or go out to that club meeting with, Maybe they haven't heard it either. Are you hiding that light under a bushel? Are you not sharing this information? Because you know nobody else is. I'm reminded, um, you, you mentioned that poem, and the name of the poem is When They Didn't Do Anything, um, and, and or When They Did Nothing, I believe it was. And so Jeremy Brown, at the back of book one, uh, Letters from Prison, Jeremy Brown rewrites that poem, and he writes it when they did something. And the message of that poem, it ends, it says, America, don't do nothing, which I like to close all my interviews with. But the purpose of that poem is to tell each individual, it's not about the group. It's not about the party. It's about you. It's about the individual American. It's about our duty and our power as a people, but only when we act individually, not sit back and watch others act for us, not expect and I'm going to say it, please don't take this the wrong way, because I pray that DJT becomes number 47. But folks, you can't sit and wait for that. You can't assume that that will happen. You have to keep fighting. You have to keep trying, and you have to spread truth. And that's what the book is about, a great way to spread truth. Man, what a great Christmas present. Um, I'm just going to tell you right now, this book is going to end up being one of two things. Uh, and the second book as well. It's either going to be one of the most important historical chronicles of this decade that will be looked at for, for, for many decades from now, look back at this event and try and make sense out of it all, or it's going to be one of the most banned books in America. It's up to you, which it is. Are, are you going to save this republic? Are you, are you going to get involved? Are you going to be an American? I mean, a real American, or are we going to let this republic die? I, those are the questions that's my question. That's these guys' questions in the book, in their letters. Please go to j6patriotnews.com, listen to their interviews, read their letters, um, learn a little bit about these people, who they are, because they're your neighbors. 
They're your, the people you go to church with. They're the folks who saved you uh, when you got really sick and the EMS came. They're the firemen who came to your house when your kitchen was on fire. The policemen who helped you find your daughter when she was lost in the neighborhood. That's who these people are. And, and when you see that and you read their letters, your view of this is going to be changed. And when it is, share it. Yeah, uh, that's really what we should all be doing with the truth all the time, just like you said. Uh, what is the uh, latest uh, update with the uh, second book? Uh, I know we were told previously coming out in December. Uh, has it actually arrived yet or are we uh, still waiting for that? It's heading to print. We're actually we you know, one of the things that we have to do in all these books, because they contain these prisoners messages to America and to the people that they write to, is we have to get their permission to use the letters. And that's very difficult because the BOP is trying to restrict access to these people really hard now. I mean, I have many people in our support community who are now blocked. Um, I personally cannot visit BOP prisons to meet with these people. My visitation requests are refused. They do not want this truth coming out, and we are the conduit. So obviously they'd like to sever that conduit. But the truth of the matter is um, it really it really is all about what each of us is willing to do for this country. These people were willing to do a lot. I read a, a statement the other day. I, I wish I could remember the quote, but it said, Sacrifice is sometimes unavoidable, but necessary. And I, I think that's what you're looking at here in America. This is a sacrifice of people for a cause, for a belief. Um, and it's necessary in order to wake the rest of us up that, that we're losing something very precious simply by lack of effort. Um, right now in the Supreme Court, there are three important cases out, uh, Tim. They're really important. A.J. Fisher, Edward Lang, and Garrett Miller. They are, they are contending against the 1512C, which for those of you who don't know what that is, that's the obstruction of an official proceeding, and it carries the heaviest penalty of everything. And it basically is misapplied in this case. It has really um, no application for what happened on January 6th. If the Supreme Court overturns that, you are looking at all of these people who have already spent years in prison who have been destroyed, their lives mangled, their finances ruined. Some cases they've lost their families, their wives, their friends, their jobs. What are you going to do? Can you ever make those people whole? Uh, I just received word today of another suicide. I'm not going to release the name. And this is almost, I, I can't remember if this is 12 or 13 in the, in the community. And it angers me more each time to see the wanton waste of life that this government is willing to go to in order to secure its narrative and its power. And every American should be scared of this, but not fearful of this. Did I say that correctly? It's okay to, to fear the consequences, but it's not okay to fear acting against them. Um, and so that's what I urge America to do. Pray, find, find your, your source of power within yourself and within providence and act to save this country or your children and your grandchildren will be slaves. Well, there's certainly no stronger message or anything I could say to follow that up, except for please, Tim, one more time, remind everybody where they can find your work. You give those websites out again one more time. And yeah. if you're still inviting people to follow you on social media, feel free to share those handles and platforms as well. 
Absolutely. Well, again, our base is j6patriotnews.com. You can find everything from there, including if you go to the Follow the Truth tab, you'll find every platform that we're currently on, both J6 Patriot News and American Gulag Chronicles, and you can follow us that way. Lettersfromprison.us. You can find both books at that link, lettersfromprison.us. Second book is going to print in a week. Um, it, I'm hoping the first books will go out the door in December, but they will be delivered in January. There's no doubt. However, you can order both books as a set, save $10 and get free shipping. And uh, we have a number of, of different ways that you can contribute on our website, as well as I've always told everybody, you can write a prisoner. It's one of the most important things you can do. It's the one thing that I did that brought me into this fight. Such a simple thing that changed my life and, and brought me to the front line. I hope it would do the same for you. Go to Patriot Mail Project, PatriotMailProject.com. Find a prisoner from your state. Write them for Christmas. Tell them who you are. Tell them how you feel. Tell them about your life. Get them reconnected with their American Patriot family. And uh, I, I just can't thank everybody enough for what has been done. Again, at PatriotMailProject.com, I have 150 children to support this year from uh, children of J6ers who are without a family member or a parent. Um, it is a great task. Please go and donate uh, and join our, our auction. You can find the link there as well. Some great items up for auction. All this, the books, the money from the auction, the donations to the Patriot Mail Project, they all go to these families and these defendants to help them through this time. And bless all of you who help. All right. And uh, while we're at it, bless you too, Tim. I, I, I really... I cannot uh, think of something better to be doing this Christmas season. Uh, you're right there on the front lines. Again, thank you so much for doing everything you've done. Uh, my bigger wish is that more people, especially the ones that have been kind of ignoring this from the beginning, uh, have that same moment where their eyes are open, the truth is revealed, and they realize that this has never been about anything more than control. Uh, one group is trying to, to grab that control. And uh, as you said, they don't care who it hurts. Uh, the ends justifies the means, and they're going to feel that way unless the worm turns on them. And sadly, a lot of these folks that are helping them will find themselves cast away as well. I believe the term is useful idiot comes to mind for some reason, because <laughs> at the end of the day, if you're willing to take someone else's liberty, you are basically forfeiting your right to have your own, and somebody's likely to take you up on that. That. Thank you so much, Tim, and I hope we get a chance to talk again real soon. God bless. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Doug. Appreciate you both. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Mr. Tim Rivers. He is the author of the American Gulag Chronicles, Part 1, Letters from Prison. It's already out, and uh, Part 2 is going to be out soon. want to make sure that you guys do pick up the books. Go to the websites. Again, just write the letter. I mean, Tim, put it out there as good as you possibly can say it. Write a letter to one of these political hostages. I, that That is a much better term anyway. I like, I'm going to have to remember to start using that myself because that is absolutely accurate. Uh, before we take our mid-hour break, I do want to take a moment uh, to transition to one of those God-given, constitutionally protected rights that we all need to help to protect. That's your Second Amendment right. And one of the best ways that you can protect your right is participating with it. 
I'm trying to talk to you about fetish holsters again. Not a surprise. Hey, first and foremost, guys, uh, they're running a, a super special holiday promotion where if you buy one of their ultra comfortable holsters at a discount, then you get a second at half off of that already low discounted price. So you go to www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P. You go that route. First, I know I sent you, but it automatically activates that $40 discount for you. So you get that reduced rate. Take advantage of the promotion to get that second one for half off of that lower rate. It's a really great deal. In fact, it's perfect if you want to own and use the world's most comfortable holster and to give one to a friend or family member too. Now, check my microphone break and make sure it's plugged in all the way. Okay, well, evidently I'm having some audio issues according to what Doug's saying. I will check that shortly. Uh, at any rate, I promise you you're going to love the holster more than any other one you own. Because you can use it to carry almost any gun out there that you uh, might possibly have in absolute comfort. In fact, it's so comfortable you'll forget that you're wearing it. Which, by the way, is why they're called Vanish Holsters in the first place. It fits 99% of all semi-automatic handguns. It works without a tactical belt. It lets you carry in multiple positions. And it lets you conceal two fully loaded magazines. Best of all comes with a money-back guarantee so if for any reason at all you don't love it as much as i pretty sure you will well you can get all your money back with their hassle-free return policy don't make the mistake of not being armed just because your holster is uncomfortable go to www.vnsh.com backslash t-a-p-p right now so you can have a holster that makes it a pleasure to carry all day every day and we will be right back. Hi, this is Tim Rivers from American Gulag Chronicles, and you're listening to Tim Tap and Tap into the Truth. If Speaker Mike Johnson cannot be trusted to help in the battle against deep state overbearing surveillance of we the people, who can we trust? Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's Page from the Edwards Notebook, brought to you by Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. Some congressional leaders, including Speaker Mike Johnson, agreed to put an extension of Section 702 of the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act in the National Defense Authorization Act. Conservatives like Marjorie Taylor Greene were not happy after conferees, including herself, were asked to agree to the 3,000-plus page National Defense Authorization Act, which is being released and was negotiated behind closed doors without getting time to review it. It seems that Mr. Good Guy, Mike Johnson, negotiated behind closed doors with leftist Senate Majority Leader Chucky Schumer to cut a deal which would include more of your tax dollars going to Ukraine to fund the proxy war and also allow deceitful Ukrainian leaders to skim more money off the top. After all, they need to keep fueling all of those U.S. taxpayer-funded yachts moored in Monaco. I'm Ron Edwards. Join me live weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern to find out where. Go to at the Edwards Notebook 1 via Truth Social. 
these stocks designed specifically for people who haven't started investing yet or don't know how to do it or haven't been trained how to do it or are worried about investing in the stock market that they've never done before. It's a robo-advisor system that really simplifies the investing process. The challenge we all have is that as you work and you grow in your career, you have to put something aside for yourself when you retire around 65 years old. And the idea of Beanstalks is to simplify that whole process. In other words, put aside 10% of your salary each week, maybe just $100, and let it go to work in the stock market for you. And what Beanstalk does is basically automate that process for you. Easy to set up. You can transfer directly to your bank account and puts it into exchange-traded funds, which are baskets of many stocks, which gives you diversification. That's the whole key, the idea that you can have this done for you weekly or bi-monthly. But the most important thing is to start now and make it so that you are putting something aside for your own retirement. Beanstalks just makes it really simple to do. Constitutional Grounds, the hot air roasted coffee that produces a smoother, richer, healthier, and less acetic coffee. Our unique hot air roasted coffee has a most delicious taste that everyone is raving about because you want the best. Constitutional Grounds is the coffee you want in your cup. Simply go to BlueEdgeCoffeeCrafters.com and click on to the Constitutional Grounds coffee display to make your purchase and to be sure to use the RE10 promo code and you will receive a 10% discount. Remember... Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. Introducing Einstock. Drink. Conquer. Repeat. Einstock beer is a globally distributed, award-winning Icelandic craft beer. Einstock is created from the Icelandic water that flows from glaciers through lava fields and delivers some of the purest water on Earth. Knowing that beer is 95% water, we source the first and most vital ingredient from the local springs of a mountain that stands guard over the town of Akiari, just 60 miles south of the Arctic Circle. Einstock beer is crafted with locally sourced ingredients, and the brewery runs from 100% renewable energy sources, geothermal, and hydropower. Einstock has become the number one craft beer and also the number one alcohol export from Iceland. Here in the United States, you can find Einstock beer on the shelves at retail chains like ABC Fine Wine and Spirits, Bemmo. Cost Plus World Market, HEB in Texas, Kroger, Publix, Target, Total Wine, Trader Joe's, and Whole Foods, just to name a few. So won't you raise a glass and drink, conquer, repeat. When I invented my pillow, my passion was to help each and every one of you. And 20 years later, all of your support is what keeps us going. Because of you, we've been able to create thousands of USA jobs and help millions get the best sleep ever. To thank you, my employees and I are bringing you a limited edition my pillow. The Giza Elegance My Pillow is made with my patented adjustable fill, the most amazing cotton, and a two-inch pipe gusset. 
It has four custom moth levels, machine washable and dryable, and you get my 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com and use promo code TAPP or call 1-800-659-9936. That's MyPillow.com with promo code TAPP. From all of us here at MyPillow, thanks for Hi, this is Matt Fitzgibbons at PatriotMusic.com. If you share my passion for the simple but timeless principles that made our republic great and you like rock music, check out my five albums and videos on American history at PatriotMusic.com. You say gun control is using both hands. I've got to be free the way God made men. And I won't be ruled by the damn U.N. This is Az, and a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. You are listening to Tim Tap and Tap into the Truth. It must have been the mistletoe, the lazy fire, the fallen snow, the magic in the frosty air, that feeling everywhere. All righty, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much for staying with us through that very brief break. And I want to send uh, season's greetings and Merry Christmas right back out to Az, who is currently hanging out with us in the MeWe chat room. Glad to have him listening in person. And uh, usually good to talk to him after the show as well. Uh, part of the crew that normally comes out and hangs out for what we like to call the after party, which, unfortunately, we will not be doing tonight. All right, before we bring on our next guest, I do want to remind you you that right now gold is way up you know why because of inflation might have been good to have had that hedge against inflation before it went way up uh just throwing that out there for those of you who were smart enough to already do it you're doing okay for those of you that are still worrying about exactly how far down this economy the value of the dollar may go uh it's not too late i don't think i, I don't think we're got anywhere near the end of that especially with the bidenomics version of our economy not a good thing for the value of the dollar throw so on top of that the fact that uh, the dollar is well it's probably about to be outdated the new digital dollar that they're pushing at the Fed, well, a lot of banks have already signed on to the new standards that will allow for that to become the coin of the realm, if you will. A digital dollar run by the Fed means an end to financial privacy, uh, something that I'm not a big fan of. So in either way, it might be a good idea to have a little gold or silver in your hands, whether you're looking to protect your wealth in a retirement account or have some gold delivered to you individually that's why i recommend you guys visit our friends over at harvard gold group their better business bureau approved with five-star ratings across the board they make it easy to buy and sell with the low price guarantees plus they offer large free promotional levels of gold and silver with qualifying purchases uh, up to fifteen thousand, by the way Call them for a free investor's guide today to see if it's right for you. Whether you want to protect your retirement accounts or have gold in hand, call Harvard Gold Group right now at 844-977-GOLD. That's 844-977-4653. Or give them a visit online at harvardgoldgroup.com. In either case, make sure they know that I sent you. Uh, use promo code TAPP, T-A-P-P, or just mention tap into the truth or uh, 
Tim Tapp, all that'll work for you. It'll qualify you for additional promotional free goods on top of all the others. Uh, so one more time, that's 844-977-GOLD. Go visit them today, harvardgoldgroup.com. Now, let's get to our next guest, shall we? Now, uh, some of you are probably already well aware of the works of H. Wayne White. He is the author of the great book, The Decline of America. He's a speaker, and he is an expert on communism and Marxism. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show for the first time, Mr. Wayne White. Wayne, thank you so much for joining me tonight. I greatly appreciate you giving up part of your Friday. How are you today, sir? I'm good, and thanks for having me on, Tim. I appreciate it. All right. Well, uh, given your expertise in Marxism and communism and the fact that you have a very strong grasp of history, I thought you would be the perfect person to discuss how it is that this wave of anti-Semitism that we see uh, going across the country is interconnected with the rise of Marxism, because there's no question that these two things are going hand in hand, is there? Well, first of all, uh, one, of, one of our problems, okay, is that we keep talking about Marxism, and nobody really understands Marxism and, and the communist and the left uh, for years, have steered us away from using the word communism. Because when you say communism, people can point to Russia, China, Cuba, and places all over the world, and they go, that's not good. But when you say Marxism, you can't point to a country in the world that calls itself a Marxist. The, the communist China, they're, they're, they call themselves communists. Russia calls itself communist. Uh, Castro called his regime and what he did, communist, and it's still listed. So my point is, communism, Marxism is kind of the philosophy, and Marxism is the implementation of Marxism. And until we learn to call everything that's going on in the world, including what's going on right now, communism, we're not going to scare anybody, and, and we're going to keep going down this hill that is not good for us. Now, Getting back to your question about the anti-Semitism, first of all, there isn't a group of, uh, you know, Hamas or even Islam people that can put together a worldwide organization funded the way what we've seen that has happened all across the world. This is not just in the United States. And this is communism. And what communism does is it takes anything that it can turn into, you know, a, a riot or people turning against people, and they use it. In fact, I saw uh, in one of the riots here in this country, the flags that everybody was flying, and several of them had what? The raised fist on it. So what you're seeing is nothing more than communism at work taking a situation and making the most out of it to stir things up. Because I guarantee you that, uh, you know, what, what's going on over there, uh, even sponsored with the money from Iran, 
they don't have the organization or the money to turn out groups as quickly across the world as communism does. Because I'm, communism has been organized for ever, you know, I mean, let's face it, 60 or 70 years. So it's all one group. And, and they're just taking advantage of a situation. Because I guarantee you, if you really followed some, and the FBI should be doing this and probably is, if they followed down to the bottom level of the organizers, what they would find is left-wing communist organizations. And that's what you find in these schools. And I document that in my, my book. I cover communism from the 1900s right up to today. But one of the things they don't want is they don't want that word used because people understand communism and they don't want it. But when you say Marxism, they kind of have an idea of what it is, but it's hard for them to put their finger on China's a Marxist country. They don't really relate, at least the ones that I've talked to. But when you say communism, people don't want communism. When you say Marxism, they, they're not sure what you're talking about. Are you talking about socialism? Uh, just what are you talking about? But when you say communism, people understand. And the thing that always amazed me is how upset that people get when you talk about Hitler and what he did to the Jews. Well, he did a terrible thing. He not only did it to the Jews, he killed a lot of other millions of other people. But here's the interesting thing. If you add up everybody he killed, you're probably talking somewhere in the neighborhood of nine to 10 million people. That is a tragedy. And the way he did it was a tragedy. But the UN estimates, and this is 10 or 15 years ago, the UN estimates communism has killed 110 million people. Why don't we get as upset about that? I mean, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Words have meaning. Words have power. That's part of what the political left has done in trying to dilute the language in the first place, to change the language, to control it. And that's why they come up with uh, the use of socialism, trying to soften the ideology of communism being point blank. Uh, unfortunately, I think they've been ridiculously successful at that uh, because, again, uh, a big part of what we see ongoing is their ongoing efforts to keep us all divided and fighting with each other so that we can't come together and stop them from moving communism forward. But they do have a lot of younger people, college-age uh, folks in uh, particular, and even we see it showing up more and more in high school uh, level as well, where they're starting to be softened up on the idea of communism, uh, believing that communism could be a good thing that it would work better than that evil capitalism of course it's completely devoid of merit and it removes itself from history and all the good that a free market economy can do uh it's part of why the communists created the term capitalism so they could try to add some negative incantations but they've been really successful at doing this uh what would you say is the best remedy to that Exposure. Again, we, I, I get so upset at all these talking heads. They seem to dance around the word uh, communism. But if we would start calling, like the Democratic Party, if today 
is a communist party and Democrats would go, no, I don't believe in communism. Well, all you have to do is ask them, did you vote for the Democrats? Uh, the Democrats want to get rid of religion in this country. The Democrats want to tear down anything to do with our, for our founding fathers and just go down the list. And they go, well, I'm, I'm not for that. Well, did you vote for a Democrat? Yeah. Well, then, you know, <laughs> you can't very well go into a casino and gamble and then tell people I'm not a gambler. And you can't very well vote for the people that want to destroy this country, which are the Democrats. They're the ones that, you know, I love it when they talk about the, if, if, if you vote for a Republican, uh, it's the end of democracy. Well, I don't see Republicans taking over schools and telling parents they have no rights. I don't see uh, Republicans controlling the press. I don't see Republicans controlling social media. I don't see Republicans controlling the entertainment industry. I mean, those are the people that are taking over the country. But for since over uh, probably almost 20 years now, I've been making a, a single speech. And it has to do with seven words that answer everything. Every problem in the, in the world can be answered by seven simple words. Whoever controls the input controls the outcome. It's propaganda. You give me your mind and I will control you. And I, I don't think I've ever met a mother, a Muslim mother that was rocking her six-month-old baby going, I can't wait till you grow up and blow yourself up. They get indoctrinated as young children. Our children have been indoctrinated. And it's, it hasn't just happened. It's been going on, oh, since the 50s and the 60s. And so it's nothing new, but we seem to ignore it. We want to call them leftists and left-wingers and Democrats and socialists. They're, con they're all, every one of them, are connected as as communist. Yeah. Well, I, I think that's part of what you do very good in uh, the book, The Decline of America, A Cancer Spreading in America, because uh, you go through and you document uh, the rise of communism in the United States, how it's being elevated, and, and you you lay out everything very well. Uh, I really, really can't stress enough how important it is to add this book to your library uh, at home, guys. If you're listening to the show right now and you don't already have a copy, you definitely need to pick up one. Uh, tell the, the listeners, we have uh, just a little bit of time left, but I want you to, to tell everybody what made you decide that uh, you needed to write this book and uh, why uh, you felt like – it was your role at that point. Well, to be honest with you, uh, I'm, I'm not old, but I can tell you, dinosaur tastes like chicken. So I figured it was time for me to do something as I watched this country that I grew up, grew up in and loved so much deteriorating in front of my eyes. And every single person I came in contact had one question, contact with had one question. What's happening? Why is it happening? And it, it's been laid out. I mean, there have been books written for years and years about what was happening. And, and we seem to have ignored, ignored it. And, and what really happened was they were better at it and still are, quite frankly, Tim, better at marketing their ideas than we are. To this day, 
capitalism, by it, it has its faults, but then what system doesn't? And there's some corrections we could do. But we don't have an organization that's worldwide promoting capitalism. We, 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 I mean, even in this country, we don't have a large, really, anybody that is promoting capitalism or the free enterprise system. Now, the communists, that's all they do is promote their system. Now, granted, they lie about it, but they're very good at it. And they pit, I call it, the, uh, in my book, I call it like a Ponzi screen scheme. And people believe that. And, and do not kid yourself. It's easy to fool people when you tell them, follow me and I can make your life better. Because look at Bernie Madoff. He fooled people that were millionaires and billionaires by simply saying, follow me and I'll make you even richer. So when you get somebody that's supposedly downtrodden and you tell them you're going to make their life better, which is what communism does, they're going to, and, and the new thing, if you're not aware of it, you ought to check out, is this thing called the Economic Forum. That's the New World Order movement by the same people. The same people belong to it. But that's scary. Their philosophy is you will own nothing and you'll be happy. Because you won't own anything. They'll supply you with health, a job, the job they want you to have, not the job you want, and housing and everything else. And then when it starts deteriorating, they don't fix it. Your health isn't as good as you thought it was going to be. But, boy, if you're in that upper echelon, hey, it's a gravy train. Yeah, I mean, that that ultimately uh, comes down to the the whole promise that's made from communism is hey things will be great things will be equal but the only people that are really going to benefit are the bourgeois class as they like to be called <clears throat> excuse me uh wayne i, I want to thank you so much for coming on tonight especially kind of last minute the way you did i appreciate it greatly i appreciate the work you're doing and i would like an opportunity sometime to get together and uh, speak again and we can get a little more in depth with uh, both the work directly in the book and uh, a lot of the uh, the history uh, that comes from it so that people that haven't taken the time will maybe pay attention. Maybe somebody will accidentally hear some of these stories uh, that they're definitely needing to. I mean, I know sometimes people that lean to the left that are kind of young that have skipped this in their history classes, they occasionally listen to shows like mine so they can try to critique it, uh, say negative things. And uh, what they end up doing more often than not is when they hear something that writes something that resonates, they'll check and see if it's true. They'll find out it is, and then their perspective will be changed. I think the decline of America is a great source for helping that to happen so thank you so much for joining us please let everybody know where they can find your work uh share any websites that you would like to and if you are out there on social media anywhere at all feel free to share uh, your handles and platforms if that's the case as well i appreciate that it's available on amazon and it's also available at americadecline.com and net and i'd love to see it available on your website uh we can talk about that later but uh, thank you for having me and, uh, you know, promoting the book because, yes, I think, even though I wrote it, that people should read it. And the comments I've had on it uh, have been eye-opening from people who had no clue 
who had no clue. So, Tim, thank you very much. God bless you. And have a wonderful Christmas, my friend. You do the same, and uh, I look forward to getting together again soon. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Mr. Wayne White Sr. Uh, the book is The Decline of America, A Cancer Spreading in America. There will be links in the show description if you're listening later on to the podcast version. I highly recommend you pick it up. Like I said, uh, if it's not already in your uh, library, you need to have it especially Especially if you have some younger kids that are about to go to college, uh, be a great Christmas present for them. So pick one up right away. Meanwhile, it is just about that time. I need to check with uh, the producer to see exactly how, how much time we have left before we have to reset the hour. I got one minute. All right. So that gives me a chance and opportunity to remind you that coming up in just a few minutes, we're going to be joined in hour number two by Becky Noble. Uh, we're going to be talking about some things that she's covered lately, either over at Gumshoe uh, Politics or over at Red State. And we'll probably enter into at least one topic that she hasn't reported on, but you know she knows what's going on. So with all that being said, I want to also remind you, please uh, – if you see a link in the show description, uh, feel free to check them out. Uh, click them, uh, visit. Uh, lots of links to lots of different things going on. But the best thing you can do is to visit the links that uh, connect you to the guest of the show. Uh, that way you can always find where they're at. You can save those links. It'll be really awesome. In the meanwhile, uh, it is time for us to catch our breath, take a breather, uh, let you get a break from listening to me ramble on, and uh, we'll reset the hour. You're listening to Tap Into The Truth. This is Tim Tap, host of Tap Into the Truth that you can hear every Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on the K-Star Talk Radio Network, Liberty Talk FM, ZMA Radio, and the Vera Network. Fitzgibbons from PatriotMusic.com, and you're listening to Tim Tap and Tap Into the Truth. Rocking around the Christmas tree at the Christmas party on a mistletoe hung where you can see every couple tries to stop. Rocking around the Christmas tree, let the Christmas spirit ring. Carol, then you're rocking around the Christmas. 
righty, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back as we dive headlong into hour number two of the live Friday night show right here. Whether you're listening at the K-Star Talk Radio Network, maybe you're listening over on the last frequency, maybe you're tuned in to WCET-FM in Columbia, South Carolina, maybe you're hanging out with us at Liberty Talk FM, and last but certainly not least, Maybe you're one of those great ZMA radio listeners. Wherever you're listening to the show, thank you so much for being here. Glad to have you along for the ride, as always. It is the Christmas season, so we're feeling way, way more festive than usual, and certainly more festive than the news would ordinarily indicate that we should be. Uh, We've got Becky Noble on the line with us about to join us, but before we bring her on, I do need to spend just a moment to remind you that the best, uh, actually the only true way to enjoy all the blessings of individual liberty is to exercise individual responsibility. A big part of that is making sure that you are self-sufficient, and nobody is better at helping you to be self-sufficient than our friends over at Four Patriots. Right now, you can visit them at a special page that's been set aside just for listeners of the show. It's, of course, fourpatriots.com backslash T-A-P-P. It will show you the specials of the week, whether these are items that are particularly on sale or items that may be getting close to out of stock, so you got like a last chance opportunity to pick them up anyway. That is a great place to start your Christmas shopping for those folks that maybe you have a hard time uh, picking out a gift, but then you stop for a second and realize, you know what, they're not as prepared as they should be. What happens if the power goes out and it's going to be a long time? Uh, what happens if, for whatever reason, they can't go get more food? Well, then you've got solutions that Four Patriots has to offer, and it makes for a fantastic fantastic option in the holiday season so by all means just go visit uh, from that page you of course can shop the entire site uh, a lot of great stuff i love a lot of things uh, my wish list is getting longer and longer and before long uh, their sponsorship of this show is going to be dwarfed by how much money i'm <laughs> turning around and giving right back to them to get a lot of their great products uh, so hopefully we'll stay uh, in our professional relationship long enough for me to at least break even all right so one more time visit Four Patriots, that's the number four, fourpatriots.com backslash T-A-P-P to take full advantage of seeing those special deals, a great place to start uh, buying for those hard-to-buy-for folks. Uh, the preparedness items that you can use now and can save your life later. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. Journalist at Red State and the purveyor of, in case you weren't familiar gumshoe politics over at substack and the in your face podcast ladies and gentlemen uh, miss becky noble becky thank you so much for coming back on with us how are you doing this fantastic friday i'm good tim how are you well, I'm just having a blast. It's great to, to have an opportunity to talk to patriots. It's great to have an opportunity to talk to truth tellers. And I've had nothing but that tonight. In fact, I feel uh, honored to get to speak to each and every one of you guys. And again, I just I can't thank you enough for coming on. Got a lot of different things to talk about, though. And I kind of wanted to start with uh, this 
uh, last most recent Republican Party debate. I know you've got some thoughts about it. Uh, I'd love to discuss it back and forth with you. And uh, I'd like to start with who do you think had the best performance? Well, you know, I I think that all of them, you know, have their moments. Um, I don't know. I think Vivek Ramaswamy has been kind of kind of running away with it. I really do. Um, I think that Nikki Haley maybe was, has been uh, kind of feeling her oats, kind of feeling her her lead over Ron DeSantis in a lot of the polls lately. So I, I I had a lot of people that said that you know they thought this was the end of it for her. I I don't think so. I think she actually did better than than she had in the last in the last couple of debates. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I think Vivek is. You know, and a lot of people, you know, will say that they think he's rude and they think he's obnoxious, he's this, he's that, whatever. Well, I don't think that's what it is. I think he just, he says what needs to be said and he just, he doesn't give a rip what people think, you know. And if if he makes you mad, he makes you mad, but that's the way it is kind of thing. And I I like that. And I was was watching or listening to somebody uh, talk about, watching I know, I know who it was it was uh sean duffy on the fox news channel and you know he and rachel campos duffy have like nine kids and but he said his older kids the ones who are old enough to be paying attention to politics um you know he said he listens to them and their friends talk about people and he said they love vivek ramaswamy he is really tapping in to young people and i think that's the Republican Party really needs to do a lot of that because the way it looks right now, you know, yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of Donald Trump and I will be the first one dancing in the street when when he gets when he gets reelected. I'm thinking positively when he gets reelected. But I think that, you know, it he he's 77 years old and he's of course, he's absolutely not Joe Biden. You know, he's, you know, can string a sentence together. But I think once Donald Trump is over, we have to start thinking, okay, we have to start looking at the next generation of leaders. And my gosh, what better role model for younger people? Not, you know, parents should be role models, but if you're going to look outside your own family for a role model, he's what, 38 years old and he's a multimillionaire. He's an entrepreneur. He, I, I believe he's a financial guy by trade, but you know, my gosh, what better you know, uh, example, you know, to put forth from the Republicans than a guy like him. I don't, I don't, obviously I don't think it's going to be his time in 2024, but he's a young man and he's, he's not going away anytime soon. And that's a very good thing. Well, I noticed the one person that you didn't say anything glowingly positive about was Ron DeSantis. <laughs> uh, did you think he had a lesser performance, or uh, is it just no. that uh, surrounding by these folks, uh, it didn't really uh, stand out uh, better than what the other guys did? Well, no, I think he did. I think he had a good night. And, and somebody else brought this up, to, uh, I guess, maybe yesterday. Was it the fact that, that maybe it's the positioning of the candidates on, on the stage, you know, uh, as, as to where they are in the polls? But he's always in between Vivek and Nikki Haley, and they're always going at each other, and he's just kind of standing there in the middle trying to dodge it all, you know. But, um, no, I think he had a good night, and um, I said uh, – I posted my new podcast today, and I said, 
I think where he may have an advantage over uh, over the other candidates in the field, except maybe for Donald Trump, is that he is, and he pointed this out himself, he's the one candidate that served in the military. And, uh, you know, I don't know about anybody else, but Donald Trump aside, take Donald Trump out of the equation for a minute. For me, if I'm looking at candidates in, a, in an election, after I'm looking at Republican or Democrat, and I'm, of course, going to vote for the Republican, but if I'm voting in, let's say, a primary election, if somebody has military service in their background, that's going to make me give a second look. And I can't believe that there are a lot of other people who are like that as well, you know. So I've always kind of thought that that was a plus for him, that maybe it's gives him uh, a little more, I hate to use this word gravitas, but um, (laughs) it makes what he says about things going on in the Middle East, because he's been there, it it gives it a little more credibility, I think. Now, maybe I don't know what I'm talking about, but for me personally, I think think it's a plus. Um, When when is Chris Christie just going to go away? (laughs) <laughs> well, you know, I didn't mention Chris Christie either, because quite frankly, if all you're going to do is sit there and uh, I hate Donald Trump, I hate Donald Trump, you should too right. vote for me. That's not really much of a campaign. That's really about all he's done. Although I did notice he did try to make some inroads with uh, the feminist out there uh, during yeah. and then uh, after uh, he took up for uh, Haley uh, quite a bit. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, uh, I, I got to give him props for doing that, a decent thing. The sad part is if you're going to take up for Nikki Haley, it needs to be coming from a place of sincerity. And he sounded a little bit like maybe it's 50-50, uh, half sincerity, half this is just me trying to show I can be political. And <laughs> the worst part <laughs> to my, in yeah. my mind is it's really kind of a shame because Chris Christie does have a lot of innate political talent. Uh, He was able to do something that not very many folks could do, and that's become governor of a place like New Jersey uh, under the conditions of being relatively conservative on fiscal policies and uh, a good number of social policies. In fact, he seems to have moved to the left in a lot of his social policies since having left office. But if you're going to use and then waste that political uh, ability that you have, uh, why not just get off the stage and let the folks that have a real chance uh, go at it? Uh, and unfortunately, <coughs> excuse me, uh, I'm I'm kind of concerned uh, on the timing and what everything's going on. And, and I've expressed this. What I'm afraid of is that this battle for second place may end up being way more important for the Republican nomination than it ought to be. Because I I would not be surprised Uh, under current leadership, probably not, because there's a certain connection to Donald Trump. But I wouldn't be surprised if in an act of self-protection and a little bit of swampiness, if a conviction is brought down against Donald Trump before the primaries are done, they may exclude him as a possible candidate. And whoever comes in second may end up being the nominee. Uh, they they have every right to do that technically because these are clubs more than anything else. 
And that's why the Democrats were able to, to stack the deck as much as they wanted to for Hillary when it was her turn. And then for uh, Biden this last time, they stacked the deck so that nobody else had a chance. Uh, in Hillary's case, it's because Bernie Sanders is more popular among the young kids uh, than Hillary was among any Democrat. And then in uh, Biden's case, mostly because they were afraid – they would never get a candidate selected otherwise because they nobody could ever get a majority between the group that was running. So if this ends up being a bigger deal than not, despite the outcomes of this latest show, where do you think uh, the party should be coalescing behind? Uh, if we take Donald Trump off the table, who is the better choice, do you think? Well, um, you know, and, and to, to just uh, comment real quick on on uh, Chris Christie defending Nikki Haley. Um, yeah, it's funny because uh, my husband and I were, were watching that and he didn't like the fact that that all the guys were kind of ganging up on her and that Chris Christie kind of came to her defense. And I said, no, no, uh, uh-uh. I said, if I'm Nikki Haley, bring it on, boys, bring it on. I don't I don't want you to defend me because if I look like I need to be defended, how am I going to look if I'm sitting in a room with Xi Jinping or Vladimir Putin or the mullahs in Iran or or the prince from Saudi Arabia? How's that going to look if I can't handle a couple of guys on a stage? That's that's I mean, I I get where he was coming from, but it's not a good look for her. I don't think he I don't think he was doing her any favors. But as far as you know, your your point about. Uh, second place possibly being more important than than it normally would be that's a very good point and that's something that i hadn't really thought about either but um you know i think that it would probably be a toss-up and this might sound kind of weird it might it would be a toss-up maybe between desantis and ramaswamy because i think and i said this on my podcast too i think that nikki haley represents a, a last dying gasp of that establishment uh bush carl rove liz cheney wing of the party you know the people who have never met a war they didn't like and i i think that republicans are beyond that they, they don't want to keep paying for wars i mean look at how unpopular ukraine has gotten you know so i think if it comes right down to it it's going to be a fight between desantis and ramaswamy i think and yeah. and if it does that's going to be really get out the popcorn because that's going to be really interesting. Well, you know, I, you'll see plenty of fireworks from uh, Vivek, but uh, oh, when it comes yeah. right down to it, when you're going to talk about what has been accomplished within the realm of government, uh, you can't deny – you can give all the credit in the world you want to, to to Donald Trump for getting him elected in the first place, but you can't deny the success level as governor of Florida that uh, oh, DeSantis yeah. has had. And, and he's not afraid to mix it up with – folks that ordinarily even the most staunch uh, conservatives would have shied away from his willingness to go after Disney and, and his willingness Definitely. to stand up and, and go up against the leftists in the state when it comes to the indoctrination of the children. He's just done such a phenomenal job in, in those situations that I, I think it should be a no-brainer that DeSantis should be the number two spot. I, I like Nikki Haley. I, I think she's better as an ambassador than uh, uh, as president or commander-in-chief. But 
and a lot of that has to do with the fact that when she was governor of South Carolina, she did do some things that from a conservative viewpoint were a little questionable. She's made some statements during the campaign from a conservative viewpoint that were very hurtful to her campaign. But at the end of the day, I, I think she is who she is, and she shows that uh, – when she's in that crowd and she's talking, uh, sometimes she gets a little carried away and goes that one step too far and says the one thing that maybe she doesn't even really fully mean uh, when you stop and think about it, like her comment uh, regarding uh, no no uh, anonymous uh, bots or you know no anonymous right. personalities online. Uh, she wants to get rid of the bots, but – you know, she's she stepped back from it. I give her full credit. I, and I think she just got a little carried away when she, uh, she was given that interview. Uh, I, I'm willing to give her the benefit of the doubt on that based on what I know previous. But stuff like that, little missteps like that uh, leads to the indication of maybe a little larger thing. If she's prone to do that while she's campaigning, will she be just as prone to do that if as she's involved in a conversation that gets a little heated. Uh, how far will she take it? Uh, in the previous uh, debate, we saw things between her and uh, Ramaswamy get very heated to the point that I honestly thought at some point she was going to pick something up and hit him with it. <laughs> and he, he had it coming, I, by I the way. I think he was thinking about it, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. You, you, um, experience is a lot. And you're right about, about Ron DeSantis, that, that if it did somehow come down to to a fight for the number two spot between uh, Ron DeSantis and Vivek Ramaswamy, it's going to be close. But yeah, I think uh, DeSantis's record in Florida would definitely, you know, it, it would speak for itself and it would, would probably beat out Ramaswamy. But um, yeah, I mean, he's, he stood up to, like you said, he's, he stood up to the entities that, that Republicans seem to not have the uh, cojones to, to stand up to. And I think that's what people are looking for. That's what Republicans, that's what conservatives are looking for. They're tired of, of politicians who are saying they're conservative, but then they cave to the Democrats and to the left. I know I'm sick and tired of it. I mean, what I, I think that's probably nine times out of ten, if I'm watching or, or, and or listening to a politician and whatever they're talking about, I'm thinking, why, why are you caving to the left? You're caving to the left again, and I'm tired of it. And I can't believe that I'm the only one. So, yeah, I think you're right. I think that would definitely uh, – it would speak volumes, definitely. Uh, ultimately, too, I think one of the big things that kind of hurts Vivek, uh, at least at this point in time, is while the GOP actually has done a decent job – of starting to reach younger uh, Americans. Uh, there's probably a larger young Republican base now than there was even just five years ago. Uh, I, I think that has nothing at all to do with the GOP, however. I think it has everything to do with uh, shows like this one and uh, uh, writing uh, like yours over at Red State and uh, your uh, podcast, which is a great little podcast, by the way. If, if any of you guys out there <laughs> listening haven't checked out the In Your Face podcast, it's basically just an end-of-week wrap-up, and it's very rarely much longer than 10 minutes. Lots of times it may even be just a little over five, but <clears throat> excuse me, but she makes a lot of great points. And, and the point is, <clears throat> when you break it up, for those short attention spans, the younger American folks are getting to where they're learning more, 
because they're experiencing this information in the small blocks they tend to to go along with. <clears throat> Excuse me, dang it, I don't know what uh, frog just climbed right <laughs> down the middle of my throat, and I can't seem to move it. But um, it has a lot more to do with that. But I still don't think the younger voters yet are going to be enough of a force to move Vivek ahead of any of the folks that are currently running. I think that might be his biggest obstacle. But I do think that he's got all the talent and skills that he can be a force moving forward. But but in all honesty, Becky, I felt from the beginning that he had kind of conceded in his own mind. I know he'll deny this to the very end, and people that have worked closely with him uh, deny it. I've talked to a couple of different folks who have. Uh, but I, I think from the very beginning, he conceded that Donald Trump had already won the primary before they even got started, and that his intention was to get enough name recognition to maneuver himself into possibly a place in the cabinet, or at the mm -hmm. very least to become that go-to personality, uh, maybe uh, get a regular uh, time slot visiting on some of the shows on the networks, maybe even launch his own uh, major podcast, something like that, uh, because this was about a jumping off point to move forward and to get himself uh, to be more of a factor in the future. Uh, if he can get the gravy oh, yeah. spot of being somewhere uh, in the administration moving forward, great. But this is really about uh, another four years down the road, which in that case, he probably should be thinking uh, a little bit more about being nicer to DeSantis because I don't think <laughs> we've heard the end of him uh, after this is all said and done either. Oh, no, no. Yeah, he's a young man, too. What He just he said he was 45. So, yeah, I mean, they're both young and they're both not going anywhere, which is a good thing for us, you know. But, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I don't – his time is not now. And I think not just him but, but a lot of those people – well, all of those people on the stage, you know, when Donald Trump is what, 40, 50 points up, barring, like you said, any kind of conviction of anything or, or, you know, who knows, who knows, you know, anything can happen in politics, but barring, barring anything else that, that he's more than likely going to be the nominee. So with that in mind, I think all of those people are probably thinking a cabinet post, uh, agency head, uh, secretary of whatever, you know, uh, something along those lines, because like you just said, in, in some, for somebody as young as Vivek Ramaswamy, that's a stepping off point. And if you're if you're keeping him around and you're keeping him engaged with younger people, that's that can only be a good positive thing, too. So, yeah, I think I think they're all going to do that. And it'll be it'd be kind of interesting to see if, uh, you know, let's say just just for the just for giggles and grins that, that, uh, you know, Donald Trump, uh, gets reelected and he's forming a cabinet and he's picking agency heads and all that. How quick is Chris Christie going to decide he wants to be nice to him? <laughs> you know, it's, that, that's kind of what I've been thinking that, you know, I mean, cause but let, let's say he drops out in a month, two months, whatever, you mean, he's going to drop out. It's just a question of when it is, what's he going to do? You know, I mean, so I, I think that'll be interesting to see for all of these people who are right now during the campaign taking pot shots at Donald Trump, how quickly. And, and you know, Vivek Ramaswamy really is the one person who hasn't, you know, right. he really hasn't taken big shots at Donald Trump. So it'll be interesting to see, I think, just how quickly they decide they want to be nice to him. So, 
you know, it's, I mean, it's all part of the game. I mean, we know that, but it'll just be kind of amusing to see. <laughs> yeah, at this point, I think uh, Christie's put himself in a corner, though, where if he makes that kind of a switch now, uh, any credibility that he did have left would be completely gone. Yeah. And oh, I think yeah. that I think so doesn't help him. Whereas right now, he can go play nice with uh, some of these never-Trumpers out there that oh, still yeah. claim yeah. to be conservative and who I still uh, contend are actually behind his candidacy. I think he's been sent Probably. out there to be a missile to try and torpedo him uh, because these folks still don't understand what really sets Donald Trump apart as a candidate no. compared to these other folks. And because they're swampy, uh, pseudo-neocon type individuals, they'll never really understand it. It's like trying to get no. somebody to understand, uh, try to get a, a Democrat to understand a person of faith. Right. And, you know, I, you know, I, I, I wasn't a rush baby. I guess I was a rush teenager. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I was a huge fan of Rush Limbaugh. And, you know, that was one of the things that he said all the time was that Democrats, the left, the media, you know, call them whatever. I mean, they're all the same entity. They're all one and the same. But but they would never understand what it is that that the bond that Donald Trump has with his supporters that they they will never understand it and he was right as he was about so many things he was he's right about that too they'll never understand it and it when you think about it it really is kind of a an amazing thing i mean here's a guy he's he's a billionaire he even before he was president when he was just Donald Trump's celebrity you know he was flying around the world and and hobnobbing with all these famous people and he has millions of dollars and all these things, but yet he can go into a diner in Iowa and sit down and and have a Coke with with, uh, you know, Farmer Joe down the street, you know, and that's that's the amazing thing. And it's something that, you know, all the talking heads in in Washington, D.C. and New York and, you know, wherever they all are, they just don't understand it. And, and it's it's because he's genuine. It's because he's authentic. And, you know, it, it really is something amazing to watch. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah he, he he has some things going for him that that they just don't understand. Number one is he actually loves the country. And yeah. Number what two. Concept? Yeah. Yeah. And number two, he, he's just uh, New York tough. <laughs> and, yeah. and sometimes yeah. that's just not congenial enough for the folks that require a level of fine sophistication. Uh, so, yeah, right, right. Trump's because more home in Iowa than he is at some of these uh, swanky digs that he has to visit to do business. Uh, Becky, we're going to have to slide to our uh, mid-hour break. Uh, before we do that, though, I do need to remind all the listeners, if you haven't already taken advantage of it, Vanish Holsters right now has a very special holiday promotion going on. It's an awesome deal where you can buy one of their ultra-comfortable holsters at a discount price and then get a second for half off that already low discounted price. It's perfect if you want to own and use the world's most comfortable holster and give one to a friend or a family member who just might happen to need one as well. 
Now, I promise you, you're going to love this holster more than any other holster that you own. And the reason why is because you can use it to carry almost any gun that you own in absolute comfort. And so comfortable, in fact, that you'll forget you're even wearing it, which, by the way, that's why they call them Vanish holsters to begin with this holster it fits 99 percent of all semi-automatic handguns it works without a tactical belt it lets you carry in multiple positions and it lets you conceal two fully loaded magazines just in case you need to do a quick reload uh, heaven uh, forbid that you ever find yourself in a situation where you have to but better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it but despite all that the best part, it comes with a money-back guarantee. So if you don't absolutely love it as much as I think you will, you can get all your money back with their hassle-free return policy. It's not a problem at all. Since it is a holiday deal, though, it will expire soon. Do not procrastinate. Go visit right away. And, uh, you know, with everything going on, criminals more emboldened than ever, the threat of terrorism losing, looming larger than ever – do not make the mistake of not being armed just because your holster's uncomfortable. Go to www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P right now so you can have a holster that makes it a pleasure to carry all day, every day. That's www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P. And we'll be right back. Becky Noble, Merry Christmas, and Happy New Year. You're listening to Tim Tap and Tapping to the Truth. Santa baby, just suck a sable under the tree for me. Been an awful good girl, Santa baby, so hurry down the chimney tonight. Jedediah Morse was a pioneer American educator, clergyman, and father of Samuel Morse, the inventor of the Morse Code. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, Jedediah studied for the ministry at Yale and in 1789 accepted a call to the First Church of Charleston, Massachusetts. He was alarmed by how far the clergy had moved from doctrinal orthodoxy. In 1799, Jedediah Morse stated, Our dangers are of two kinds, those which affect our religion and those which affect our government. They are, however, so closely allied that they cannot, with propriety, be separated. To the kindly influence of Christianity, we owe the degree of civic freedoms and political and social happiness mankind now enjoys. In proportion, as the genuine effects of Christianity are diminished in any nation, in the same proportion will the people of that nation recede from the blessings of genuine freedom. It follows that all efforts made to destroy the foundation of our holy religion ultimately tend to the subversion also of our political freedom and happiness. Wherever the pillars of Christianity shall be overthrown, our present Republican form of government and all the blessings which flow from them must fall with them. May we the people remember that without God, the United States shall simply be gone under. I'm Ron Edwards. The second goal is a protective headgear company with a patented line of impact-reducing products. At Second Skull, we focus on head protection as our only priority so that we can be the absolute best at it. 
with an estimated 2.8 million Americans sustaining a traumatic brain injury each year. There have been recent declines in athletic participation levels. We believe that concerns and fears of head injuries are factors contributing to these declines in activity levels. Second Skull has protection for every sport and for every athlete. Our product line of thin, lightweight, breathable, and practical solutions are each tested at independent and accredited laboratories. These products are patented and proven. Constitutional Grounds, the hot air roasted coffee that produces a smoother, richer, healthier, and less acetic coffee. Our unique hot air roasted coffee has a most delicious taste that everyone is raving about. Because you want the best, Constitutional Grounds is the coffee you want in your cup. Simply go to BlueEdgeCoffeeCrafters.com and click on to the Constitutional Grounds coffee display to make your purchase and to be sure to use the RE10 promo code and you will receive a 10% discount. Remember... Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. Hello, my name is Tyler Boone, singer-songwriter and founder of the award-winning Homegrown Boone's Bourbon label out of Charleston, South Carolina. In just four years, Boone's Bourbon has been awarded some incredible awards, such as the Platinum Los Angeles, Double Gold New York, Gold Las Vegas, Silver Denver, and also named Top Six in the World in Forbes. While also being featured in Rolling Stone magazine, Billboard magazine, American Songwriter, and we're also now available in 24 states all across the country. So Boone's Bourbon is a high-proof, cash-strength bourbon at 117 proof. We are 75 corn, 21 rye, 4 barley, and at our price point, we're beating the competition at $40 in the retail stores. Boone's Bourbon is a family-owned business out of Charleston, South Carolina with my father, Mick Boone. Cheers, and we hope to see you soon. Hey, Jared, what's up? Well, my company gave me this Pride T-shirt. They say i got to wear it to celebrate the LGBTQ. That's not really my thing, and, well, I sure as hell don't want to promote it. Yeah, I can understand that. What are you going to do? I don't know. I'm just tired of all this woke bullshit. I mean, I've worked 20 years for this company. Well, they've been great until they started all this crap. I just want a job where I'm not forced to support all this nonsense. Yeah, I hear you. I'm Andrew Krabschett, CEO of RedBalloon.Work. America's woke-free job board. We connect good employees with great companies without all that woke bullshit. So if you're an employee who's tired of all the nonsense, then put your resume on Red Balloon. And if you're an employer looking for hardworking, reliable job seekers, then post your open jobs at redballoon.work. I'm Andrew Krabschett. Wait, no, it's okay, guys. That's just my last name. I'm Andrew Krabschett from redballoon.work. Check us out today. Hi, this is Matt Fitzgibbons at PatriotMusic.com. If you share my passion for the simple but timeless principles that made our republic great and you like rock music, check out my five albums and videos on American history at PatriotMusic.com. You say gun control is using both hands. I've got to be free the way God made men. And I won't be ruled by the damn U.N. You're listening to Tap Into The Truth. This is Matt Fitzgibbons. This is Amy Hallam. This is AZ. Sharing the night together. Sharing the night together. Yeah. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are indeed sharing Friday night together. Glad to have you here along for the ride, especially those of you that are listening live across all the different platforms that we are broadcasting. Thank you so much. Uh, and, you know, if you happen to be somebody listening to the podcast after the uh, after the live show, well, thank you as well, uh, regardless of when and where. Just glad to have you listening. Uh, before we jump back into uh, action with our guest here in the second hour, Miss Becky Noble, uh, two orders of business. Number one, I want to remind you also that, hey, Christmas time is a great time to visit my pillow. So uh, if you would just go check, uh, spend a little time looking at all the really awesome, cool products they have, uh, way more than just pillows now, uh, visit MyPillow.com backslash T-A-P-P. Uh, that'll take you to the special sales items that are currently ongoing. Or just go to MyPillow.com and then use promo code TAP, T-A-P-P, uh, to get yourself a special discount uh, on the items as you go. Now, number two, we are under the full fury of Bidenomics. And unfortunately, uh, some financial security is a tall order uh, for a Christmas gift. But if you wanted to give somebody some gold or some silver, I know a great place where you can buy some. Uh, the place where I buy my gold and silver, uh, of course, I'm talking about the Harvard Gold Group. Uh, they are phenomenal. What you really need to understand, they are BBB. Approved. We're talking Better Business Bureau here. Five-star ratings across the board. They make it easy to buy and easy to sell. They have a low price guarantee and up to $15,000 in value in free promotional gold and silver with a qualifying purchase. All you have to do is call for their free investor's guide to see if gold or silver is right for you. And unlike a lot of folks that just want to sell, sell, sell you something, they'll tell you. If that's not the investment for you, they'll let you know, and they'll try to point you in the direction that will be best for you under your circumstances. You don't get that anywhere, and that's what sold me on bringing them on board as uh, a sponsor for the show. Uh, and it's part of what convinced me to buy some gold and silver from uh, having a prolonged conversation. It's clear that they are uh, Christian at heart, and they believe in providing those values. They are the premier conservative gold company out there. Just give them that call for that free investor's guide. That's 844 977 gold 844-977-4653 or give them a visit online at harvardgoldgroup.com in either case be sure to mention uh, promo code tap t-a-p-p or just mention tap into the truth uh, let them know where you heard uh, from because if you make those qualifying purchase that will also entitle you to an additional 250 dollars worth of gold or silver uh, it's it's a plus for you it's worthwhile and it lets them know that i sent you but you definitely want to spend the time uh, harvard gold group one more time with that number it is 844-977-GOLD uh, 844-977-4653 or harvardgoldgroup.com now let's get back to the action i've got a, at least a couple of topics that i want to get to here in the second hour we spent a lot of time talking about the fun that was the debate but now i've got to get to these other topics there are also things that becky has covered recently but before we jump into that becky please let everybody know where they can find your work 
Well, you can find me, of course, at redstate.com. Um, I am I am so blessed to to be be able to be a part of of such a great team there. I mean, there 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 really is not there's there's just so many awesome talented people there that I find myself every day, you know, trying trying to be better, you know. So so that's the best part of it, and everybody's fun and cool to work with. And um, so you can find me at redstate.com and on my Substack page, which is Gumshoe Politics. And that is gumshoepolitics.substack.com. And, of course, I'm on Twitter and Facebook and all those other places, too. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for that. And that's so all you listeners out there can track her down and keep up to date with the latest that she's written. Okay. Two topics. One that you have uh, written and talked about quite a bit. I'm going to save that for last. But I did want to start out uh, this second ha- part of the hour uh, talking very briefly about the current issue of trans athletes, uh, men, biological, uh, participating in women's sports in particular. Uh, we just had a hearing uh, in, in Congress, and things got a little chippy. And I would just love to get your thoughts on the performative political event we saw while some women were actually trying to stand up for women. You know, it's Tim, it's something that I I just I don't understand. You know, I am I I am I, I grew up in the seventies and I went to grade school when uh, graduated from high school in nineteen eighty three. So Title IX was being worked on as I was growing up. And you know, there were so many women that that worked for decades to get Title IX passed. So that women would be able to have a chance to to play sports and and to be involved in in athletic endeavors if they have the talent. I I can barely you know throw you know roll a ball across a room. So the women that that do have athletic ability, I admire greatly and and watch them and think, man, I wish I could do that, you know. But it's I don't understand why women, part, part, women women of the left. Who are most of the ones who who did a lot of the things to get get Title IX accomplished? Now it's just there. It, it's like they can't connect the dots. And you know, I say all the time that that the one thing that you can always count on with, with the left and with liberals is that they never fail to see beyond next week what the results, what the consequences of their policies are going to be, and for them to just deny i mean i mean you know for 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 the party that and and the the uh political persuasion of people that told us we were all science deniers during covid you're you're now denying the fact that men and women are biologically different and that that we can all play on the same team and and there'll be no consequences for that it's just i can't wrap my head around it why why they are so eager to just cancel women that that's basically what's going on canceling women and and you know it it kind of it's the same principle it kind of makes me think of that old saying uh about uh when they came for the catholics and i didn't stand up and then they came for the jews and i didn't you know that that old thing you know they're coming for the women and you're not standing up you know it's just i i am so riley Gaines is amazing she has taken so much heat and so much flack 
for for standing up for women. Just just basically standing up and speaking out. You know, I just I I, I can't imagine what what it must be like to be her. You know, but um, yeah. yeah, it's it's really amazing. It's 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 I can't get my head around it. <laughs> Well, you're not the only one, Becky. You're not the only one. Uh, to reiterate what you're saying about uh, Riley Gaines, though, absolutely. But the great thing in her case is it seems like every time uh, they do something to try and get her to sit down and shut up, she just gets that much louder and gets that much stronger. Yep. The <laughs> amount of backbone and courage that she has, uh, you know, just God bless her. Uh, she is out there, and she's doing right. the thing that needs to be done. Uh, it, right. it seems an injustice at this point to to limit the amount of time we have left to talk about this, but uh, these are kind of connected, and in a way, uh, this first part is definitely connected. Uh, you wrote about a week ago and then spoke about a week ago, not uh, not today's podcast, but the previous week's, where you were asking the question of where are the women at, where are the feminist groups at when yeah. it comes to discussing uh, rape being used as a weapon of war. And that right. also leads us into the bigger question, too. So I'll let you comment about that. Uh, but I want to get to the idea of how much anti-Semitism we're seeing in schools, even now in elementary and high schools, because you wrote a great piece at Red State about uh, this going on at uh, school levels below the collegiate level. So uh, let's start with the rape as a weapon, because that is beyond degrading. It is beyond inhumane. It is animalistic. It's bestial. It is inhuman. It's demonic. But uh, your point being, where are the voices that are supposed to be defending women? They're not there for the sports. They're not there for this either. Right, right. So they, they spent all of these decades back in the 60s and the 70s marching through the streets talking about equality for women. Okay, now now that there are very specific issues going on where women do need to stand up for other women and speak out about equality and speak out about, about violence against women and, and all of those things, they're nowhere to be found. Well, what were you doing all that time marching in the streets? What was it all for? You know, it's just, yeah, the, the atrocities that are being done to women, to, to Israeli women, to Jewish women in Israel right now it's by Hamas, it's just, I, I, I can't even imagine. I, I, another, yet another thing I can't wrap my head around. You know, I feel like that that we are using that phrase when we talk about things that the left seemingly has no problem with. We're using that phrase more and more every day. And, you know, I, I don't know. It, even even uh, uh, the, the group, uh, I believe they call themselves UN Women. And, I mean, it took them, I don't know how many weeks to, to even uh, manage to put out a statement about what was going on in Israel. I mean... It was like it was painful for them to uh, go through the motions to put out a statement about it. And it's just the the amount of anti-Semitism that is going on. I, I just I never thought, you know, I was I'm probably one of the last few generations where the Holocaust was taught about in school. I'm sure they don't teach it now. But, you know, I so so I saw those pictures and I learned about it and. 
you know, I heard the phrase never again. Well, and I even said that in, I think in a piece I wrote some, sometimes by Friday, they all start to run together, but, (laughs) but, but I said, never again, seems to be already here. We're already here at never again. What, what are we going to do about it? What are we going to do about it? Because, you know, it's, it's apparently they're not going to do anything about it on college campuses. If, if you saw that, that performance, but, um, yeah, I, I don't know what all of their marching in the streets and yelling and screaming about equality was for if it wasn't for, uh, you know, times like these. Yeah. Well, I, it, the, the hardest thing I have wrapping my mind around is the fact that none of these people seem to understand the nature of the juxtaposition that they put themselves into. Uh Every time you want to talk about uh, protecting women, uh, and now all of a sudden, well, trans women are women too, only now you're really defending men, claiming that men can be women just because they say they are, and oh my goodness, my eyes just went (laughs) cross-eyed. But it's not just this topic. But literally everything the left does, they put themselves in this ridiculous juxtaposition, and they continue to act as if, oh, no, it's perfectly logical. You're just too stupid to understand what we're doing. It's like, no, no, that's really not it, guys. (laughs) Right, right. And the the moral equivalency is just off the charts. You know, that's the thing. There there is no moral equivalency. You know, you can't you can't what about your way out, out of this issue. You know, either either you think that this is okay or you don't. There, there's there's no gray area. And again, yeah, that the the level of anti-Semitism to me, as someone who's not Jewish, is frightening as hell. I can't imagine I can't imagine being Jewish and and having to deal with it. And you know, as a matter of fact, um, Randy, my husband and I are going to a uh, menorah lighting on Sunday. It's a public uh, menorah lighting. And it's uh, going to be in an area here in St. Louis where there is a, a, a rather large Jewish population. And we're going there. We're going to stand up. We're going to stand up for Israel. So, you know, it's 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 uh, the right thing to do, you know? Yeah. I got to give a, a hat tip to the folks that are uh, actually doing this because a lot of the public menorah lightings across the country have been canceled or yeah. uh, postponed uh, out of fear of appearing like we're taking a side in the current conflict. And groups like the Islamic Council uh, on American Relations or uh, whatever yeah. chair is supposed to stand for, uh, <laughs> a bunch of uh, Islamic terrorist sympathizers and uh, talking heads is what they are for the most part. Uh, yeah. There, I said it. I, I don't apologize for it. It is the truth. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you know, they, they go around and they're bullying certain communities into saying, okay, well, you can do it, right. but you have to have banners everywhere demanding a ceasefire now. It's like no, there <laughs> is no moral equivalency. You no. said it plain. It is absolutely true. There is no question that there is simply not, and it only requires a few minutes of your time to research the current situation, looking at the right exactly. information, the truth and it becomes clear, yet here they are. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. Oh, no. No. And it's, it's you know, if you want to talk about sides, well, the thing is, is that the people in Gaza put Hamas into power. They voted them into power. So, you know, when people say, when, when people are talking about 
uh, innocent Palestinians. Okay, maybe children and and younger people, people who would not have had the power to vote them into power. Yeah, those people are innocent. But if you were someone who who voted terrorists into power and now and now you're having second thoughts about it, well, you know, it, maybe you shouldn't have voted terrorists into power because that that's who they are. And you know, it it's it's hard no one wants to see people die in wars or, or what have you. And no one wants to see innocent people die. But but that's that's the the matter of fact of it. That's the long and the short of it, is that the people in Gaza put Hamas in power. You know, right. and, and so you you have to go from there. Well, you, you put them in power, so now what are you gonna do? Are you gonna stand yeah. up to them? Or or are you gonna take what they dish out? You know, it's that that's kind of what it comes down to. It really doesn't have anything to do with anyone else. Yeah, and it's not just the people in Gaza either. Uh, the folks in right. Judea, Samaria. Uh, it's been made right. clear that if the PLO had ever allowed another election, right now Hamas is ridiculously popular there too. The PLO yeah. is no longer radical enough for these folks. Uh, regardless of the location that they're at. So, yeah, your point about innocence, uh, there are very few people that fall into that category in this situation. But even if you don't want to assign blame uh, to any one place (laughs) or another, how can you possibly find yourself in a situation where you want to somehow justify the inhuman demonic actions that we saw carried out by these people when they were attacking women in such a violent, vicious way, when they were beheading children, babies. Uh, right. It's just – and despite the fact that Hamas terrorists that carry these activities out were live streaming, were GoPro camera sending this stuff out, yeah. bragging about yeah. it, happy about it. We still have people here now that deny that that's true. This is all just propaganda oh, yeah. and uh, uh, black flag operation that the Israelis carried out because they were yeah. ready to go in. Yeah, yeah. You're so so. If you're if you're thinking that your hatred for one group of people is so it is so intense that you just refuse to believe anything you know that that would happen to them that that you would have to say oh my gosh that's terrible you know it's that's that is there there's that phrase again can't wrap your head around it that to to hate one group of people that much that's that's sick that's that's it's it's psychotic you know and i just i don't know what other words there are for it you know, yeah. it, and then I, I realize it's been been going on for generations and, you know, we can we can only hope at some point that that it'll stop. You know, I mean, it probably won't, but you you can always hope for it. Hope yeah. for the best. I think one of the biggest issues we have here is for a lot of folks, they can't really figure out what's going on because the world is so much different there than what we're accustomed to. I had a conversation oh, today yeah. with a guy who typically is very pro-Israel with uh, his support there, and he's definitely uh, not for them. But he was still trying to, to wrap his head around the idea of why is it you can't convince me that people don't want something better. And, and I was trying to explain to him that the mindset that they have is that the only way their life gets better is if they uh, destroy Israel and eliminate the Jews. Right. That's what they've been indoctrinated right. with since 
since they're small children. They have uh, kindergarten graduations where the final thing they do is play act, uh, sneaking across the border and trying to slice oh. the throats uh, of Jewish uh, neighbors. Uh, they don't want to get along uh, in such a way. But what we're seeing, and we only have a little bit of time left, Becky, so I wanted you to comment uh, very briefly on this. But we now see that same kind of activity going on. We had, and you reported on this uh, yesterday, I believe it was, uh, how they're mm -hmm. doing what they're calling a teach-in in Oakland, California, yeah. that's basically just anti-Israel. And these are younger students uh, basically trying to do the same thing here now that Hamas has been successfully doing uh, in the Gaza envelope and the, the same thing that the PLO has been doing successfully uh, over in the so-called West Bank. Yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, you know, you, when you first read the story and you read the fact that it took place in Oakland, California, you know, most people probably their first first thought is, well, you know, it's California. What? Yeah, it is. But but they that it, it wasn't something that was sanctioned by the Oakland Teachers Union. This was kind of a a subgroup within the teachers union. And they were calling themselves uh, the Oakland Education Association is the is the teachers union. And so they were calling themselves uh, OEA for Palestine. And they were putting on this what, what they called a quote unquote teach in. And, but it, it covered uh, from ages. It, it went from pre-kindergarten uh, all the way through high school. And some of the material for, for the younger kids were well, it, I mean, it was all very anti-Israel and, and anti-Jewish and. And, uh, you know, blaming the Jews for and blaming Israel for, for, you know, everything that that is, you know, has gone wrong for Palestinian people. And it was just the, the fact that they would be doing this, you know, you, like, like you said, you see it happening in the Middle East and you see it happening in other parts of the world and you don't think it's going to happen here. You think it's only going on on college campuses. A, think again, and B, if it's happening in California, it's going to happen somewhere else very soon. Because Absolutely. I, and I wish we could go on about it, but we are out of time, Becky. Thank you so much for coming on and spending an hour with uh, me and the listeners. I always appreciate it. Uh, Godspeed to you. I look forward to our next chance to get together. Thank you so much for having me, Tim. All right, absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Miss Becky Noble. Uh, please check out her work over at redstate.com and, of course, over at her substack, Gumshoe Politics. Uh, do not miss the In Your Face podcast either. Uh, that's got to be it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Christmas time is here, uh, but the news is not as cheerful. Uh, we'll try to do our best to balance it. In the meanwhile, don't take my word for it. Definitely don't take their word for it. Be prepared to put in some effort, and most importantly, use your brain if you really want to tap into the truth. Have a great weekend, everybody. Maybe.
Using both hands. 